The Pinball Network is online. Launching the Plum. There's this thing that happens when I don't play pinball competitively for a little while. I start to feel really guilty. And there's no reason to really feel like this. I don't think I'm really letting anybody down. Maybe some of the people I might want to hang out with who I don't get to see all that often. But life happens and stuff happens and you can't always play pinball every day of the week or twice a week or once a week. And and that's okay. That's kind of been me for a little while now, maybe since like October. Um, I just haven't really felt much like playing in tournaments and I haven't been going and I feel kind of bad about it. I'm going to talk a little bit about that this week along with some other stuff. Um, Not super content heavy, but that's okay. We'll get through it. So um, let's get into it. This is episode two of The Plum. My name is Crystal and I will be your host as always. You'll probably be hearing this on Friday, March 6th, or sometime after that, or whenever it is you listen to podcasts in your car, or on your walks, or in your bathtub, or wherever. March is a pretty cool month because there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, It's the official start of trade show season with Louisville and then TPF in Texas. Um, St. Patrick's Day happens, which is fine if you are Irish Catholic and you really like drinking green beer and going to see the river turn green and you like living in a city that parties a little too hard. I'm talking to you, Chicago. Um, I know you can hear me. Um, March is named for the Mars God of War, not the pinball machine. Um, it's like a Roman or Greek thing. I don't know. Um, Oddly enough, Mars God of War is one of my favorite underrated Gottliebs. I think a lot of people probably think most Gottliebs are turds, especially from this era, but I kind of dig it. I think it's cool. Fun fact about Mars God of War, the model number for that game is 666. Hmm, a little strange. (laughs) Something else that happens in March is the IFPA Nationals, which is happening probably yesterday, if you are hearing this on Friday. Um... So I hope that everybody who played in Nationals did well and did their states proud and had a great time and killed it. Speaking of competitiveness, I have been uh, kind of lacking on that front lately. I haven't been playing a whole lot of tournaments, um, probably since the fall. I'm not really sure what's happened. I think um, there isn't really a whole lot of places to play in Colombia locally to me. Most of the stuff that happens happens either downstate in Charleston um, or upstate. And it's hard to travel for those things. I know that's a big fat excuse, but I don't like to travel to pinball tournaments unless I can have a pretty good carpool and I can save gas money. (laughs) Um, So I haven't been going, um, which is too bad because I've missed out on a lot of really good tournaments. There's a place down in Charleston called The Break, and they have a monthly tournament as well as a weekly, I think it's Tuesday night tournaments. And it's a great place to play. The the machines are in pretty good shape. They're consistently working. um, And the guy that the guy that runs that tournament is is awesome. He's a great tournament director. So I've been missing out on that. and I feel bad about it. And um, as well as that, there's the Fellowship of the Silver Ball, which is mostly upstate. Um, there's three locations that are kind of around that area. They're all within like 30 miles of one another. And 
it's a great place to play pinball um, with really awesome people who are super friendly and welcoming and it's kind of a refreshing environment. Um, so I haven't been there. They did their, their yearly big tournament, which is called Pinstock, where it's basically an entire weekend of just pinball and different formats of pinball. I think on Friday night they did pin golf or might've been Saturday, but, um, it's basically just three days of pinball tournaments with really awesome people, um, out in the middle of nowhere with chickens and horses. You don't play pinball with the chickens and the horses. They're outside, of course. Um, (laughs) so, um, anyways, I, would really like to get back into it. I know it's going to be hard because, um, like I said, the show season is starting up, so it's, it'll be hard to balance my time. Um, but hopefully I can make it. We'll see. I'll let you know. In thinking about competitive pinball, I have been thinking a lot lately about headphones and how, there's quite a few people who listen to headphones when they play in tournaments. And I've been really curious about that because I've, I've tried it a couple of times. Um, I made specific playlists and I tried playing with white noise, which is another thing I think a lot of people do surprisingly, but I, I wonder about if it's distracting. Cause I know sometimes when I would do it, it would be kind of distracting. And I don't necessarily need to listen to the callouts, especially if I know a game really well and I know what to expect and, and I'm ready for whatever is next. But there is something to be said about listening to really good pop music, at least as far as I'm concerned when I'm playing pinball. Because if I'm listening to a really upbeat, really positive pop song, it really helps with the flow and like getting into the zone and feeling good about playing because you're kind of drowning out everything else. And I just, I wonder what other people listen to. And I'm always curious and I'm afraid to ask because I'm afraid it's like intrusive and private. Um, Some people don't care and they want to share and they're like, oh yeah, I really love to rock out to like Ozzy Osbourne or, you know, Rush or, you know, whatever gets me going. Um, So that just kind of made me a little bit curious to know. So if you want to share what you listen to and whether or not you listen to headphones and what you think about headphones, I would really love to hear it. Um, If you listen to the end, I have some new contact info for you. Very exciting. Um, Yeah. So hit me up. Let me know what you think. Uh, I'm really curious to to hear what other people think about this. And um, I have been playing pinball a little bit. My um, my good friend moved down here around Christmas time and he moved to get a job with me at Margo Specialties, which is really awesome. And he moved from California, which is also pretty cool. I think he thinks California sucks because it's expensive and there's lots of fires and I don't know, but he's excited about the move and he brought all of his pinball machines and he has a lot because he had them on location where he was living in California and now they're at an undisclosed location <laughs> which we hang out at a lot and we play a lot of pinball. Just it's, it's pretty cool. I, I can't tell you where it is or what it is, but it's a really neat place and it's a lot of fun. He has a Viking, a Bally Viking, which I had never played before. And I love this game. And I've become a little bit Bally obsessed in the last couple of months. And I don't know if it's because of him and his Viking. And there's also a nitro ground shaker at this location that I really, really love. And it's my new favorite. <laughs> like, I really love the, the whoop, whoop, whoops that happen when you hit the, the saucer at the top it and the spinner. It's great. <laughs> so 
not only that, but Evil Knievel is really awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm going through a really hardcore ballet phase right now, especially that like mid seventies ballet, uh, ballet time, that ballet era. So he also has a total nuclear annihilation, which is really fun to play. He just installed the shaker motor in it, which makes it super, super fun. And, um, a Mars track, which is probably one of my all time favorite EMs. It's just so fun to play. The layout is so interesting. It's, it's really cool. So if you don't know what any of those games are, look them up and try and find them because they're super fun. I haven't even played Stranger Things yet or Rick and Morty, which is really sad because back when I was living in Chicago, I probably got to be one of the first people to play the newest Stern game that, that would be out as far as like my friends and the people I'd hang out with at the arcade. Um, and I'm bummed out. Um, but I'm going to get to play it this weekend at Louisville Arcade Expo, which is pretty exciting. I'm not sure if there's going to be a Rick and Morty there, but I'll at least get to play that at Texas, which is really cool. So I'm looking forward to actually playing these games and being able to form an opinion about them because I have a really hard time getting first impressions on games just based on video and like live streaming and pictures and stuff like that. It's, it's just one of those things like you have to feel it, you know, um, you got to feel the shots. You got to understand what's going on in the game. Plus I'm a really kinetic learner. I, I learn best by doing. So when I see these videos, it just never, never seems to click for me. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I will be at Louisville this weekend. There's a lot of things going on at Louisville and I kind of want to talk about that. So the Louisville Arcade Expo starts this weekend. It's uh, March 6th through the 8th. It's at the Ramada Plaza in Louisville, Kentucky. And I'm really excited about this show because it's my first time going to this show. And I've heard it's pretty cool. Um, I really like a lot of the more lower to medium key shows, I guess you could call it. Um, They're a lot more personable and it's really interesting to see the local scene. Um, of people. There was a really good example of this with Nashville. The The Nashville show was really awesome and it was really cool to meet all of the the local Tennessee kind of players and people that are out there. So I'm excited about this. Um, I know it starts Friday. I think it's like three o'clock or two o'clock is when the show opens. And um, that Friday night, Brian, Eddie, and Mike Vinicor are going to do a Stranger Things panel which is going to be really cool. So if you're going to be in the area at all, um, you should check it out. You should definitely go. I don't know if anybody here lives in old Kentucky or the surrounding area, but um, it should be lots of fun. Um, I'm also looking forward to maybe hopefully checking out a couple of the local bars, um, the couple of the local barcades out there. There's a place called Rec Bar, which seems really cool. I know that one of the regulars out there is going to be throwing a, a kind of a late night tournament on Saturday night. Um, at rec bar. And, uh, so again, if you're going to be there, check it out. Uh, if you don't feel like staying late at the show, you can go to this tournament. There is also Zanza bar, which is another barcade that's out there, which is a bar that has food and they also play live music, which is something that I don't think is super common as far as I know with arcade bars. So that's a place I'd really like to see. I'm not sure if I'm going to have any time for this. I, I do have plans to be in the booth for a little while with Zach Meany of flipping out because I know he's going to have a really big booth this year and he's going to have a lot of work to do and uh, I kind of want to help him out. And um, so I'll be there and I'll be hanging out and I'm, I'm hoping to get some interviews or to get some content at this show because it's the first show of the season and I love shows and that's almost what my podcast is about. <laughs> 
So, um, yeah, if you are interested in going to this and checking out any kind of info, you can just go to louisvillearcade.com and all of that stuff is up there. There's also a tournament on um, Saturday and Sunday with, I think there's like two opportunities to qualify if you want to do, if you want to do that, you can. So another thing I wanted to mention about uh, one of the upcoming shows is Texas Pinball Festival. So the Twippies are happening on the 28th and they announced the hosts for the Twippies, which is really exciting because for the last two years, Greg Bone and Zach Meany have been hosting and they've done a killer job. Um, they're both just really awesome people. So I'm really glad to find out that it's Emoto Harney and Carrie Hardy are hosting, um, which will be really cool because there'll be a lady hosting and Emoto is awesome and she's a badass and she's a hard worker and I think she's going to do a great job. Um, I don't know anything about Carrie. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure Carrie will kick ass too. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be cool. And um, also the weekend after that is MGC, like I've mentioned before. And I just found out that there's going to be kind of a surprise in the homebrew row. Um, Ed Owens made a couple of, of posts in the in the homebrew Facebook pages about how there's going to be a mystery game. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I'm looking forward to getting an interview with him while I'm at MGC. So we're going to talk a little bit about homebrew stuff, which I'm super looking forward to. So before I end the show, I wanted to give a quick-ish shout out to someone who left a really nice comment on the pinballnetwork.net um, about my first episode about my pilot. Um, I'm going to read the message just because it was so kind and and they kind of ask a couple of questions. So I wanted to, to answer it. So this is from someone called Muggin for Life or it might be Mugen for Life. I'm not really sure. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong or, or what. But anyways, it reads... Hey, Crystal, so happy you've joined TPN and will be shining light to a side of pinball that interests me the most. I love hearing about how bar owners and operators get into the business and how they make a decision on buying a new pin for their locations. Uh, she asks about maybe doing an interview with Gavin, who is an operator in Chicago, who who I know really well. He's, um, this person says, I know you're not in the Chicago area anymore, but he's a big operator in tech, and it would be cool to hear from him how he got the bug and made the transition. She asks, was Jack one of your first pinball friends? I remember seeing you years ago on his dead flip show in his first location at his animation space. Crazy how time flies by. I fell in love with pinball at the age of 13 and remember Theater of Magic was a new pinball machine out that had codes for MK3 including included in the software, which would be unlocked at the character VS screen. Then coming back to pinball again in 2013 when I first bought my own game at 30 years old. I wanted Theater of Magic, but it just didn't have the legs to stay in my small, small space, so I opted for another machine, Judge Dread, that I thought offered more, which didn't now, that I look back, but it was still fun. Plus, it offered Super Game. <laughs> Anyways, looking forward to episode two. Bye. So um, this was really nice to hear. Um, it's really great to hear feedback from my very first episode. Um, and I wanted to answer her question. Jack was one of my very first pinball friends. Um, it was kind of one of those things where he was playing in the Chicago Pinball League, and I played his team, uh, which was called Dead Flip at the time. And um, him and Nick Campbell were incredibly welcoming, and they, they really liked sharing pinball with people, which is something that holds true still, I think, with Jack. Um, and... I think I just kind of started showing up at his studio 
And I'm pretty sure I came uninvited a lot of the times. I know that he'd be like, no, 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 no. You're always welcome. You're always welcome. But um, it would kind of just be one of those things where I, I couldn't stop because it was like free pinball. And he was, he and Nick both were teaching me a lot about like flipper skills. And I actually owe quite a lot of um, debt, not debt, but thanks to them for that because I, I don't think I would be um, where I am now. So so yeah, um, I am hoping maybe I, I can get an interview with Gavin. That'd be pretty cool. I know that he has an electrical engineering background, which is pretty cool. Um, I think any of the guys that do operating nowadays are older fellows who are maybe engineers who have retired and they just decided to do pinball as like a side gig now that they're retired. But um, Gavin is, is a little bit closer to to my age and to um, some people who are more closer to the Gen X and millennial age, which is, which is pretty cool because I think that techs and um, people who work in the arcade industry in general are, are not very young. <laughs> Tim Sexton and Keith Owen are also another exception to that, I guess. Um, Hopefully we can get more people into it because it would be cool to have someone carry on this this knowledge. Um, I think it's really important and um, I think it's really good. So, so yeah, that's about it for me today. Um, I have a couple of small things which are pretty exciting. Um, the Plum has a little bit of social media coverage now. Um, as always, you can find us at thepinballnetwork.net and you can email thepinballnetwork at gmail.com. Um, the Plum also has her own email address now. It is theplumpinballpodcast at gmail.com. We have an Instagram, which is great. I'm super excited about that. And that is just the Plum Pinball. And I'm on Twitter. The Twitter name is Plum underscore the I'm not sure what was going on when I made that account, but I, I'm convinced that Twitter just gave me that name when I tried to sign up. But um, anyways, I can be found there. So until next time, uh, look out for the next episode. Hopefully I'll be giving you some pretty great material from Louisville. And until then, I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Um.